When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But it never, it never seemed the right answer to be like, this is who I am now and now you have to accept it. It's like, I want to be married to you, babe, for the rest of my fucking life. To the day I die, to the day I take my final last breath. Hopefully 90, 100 years old. So if that's going Why to- so young, bro? I know. But if that's actually going to freaking happen, you have to navigate the changes in life. I'm, I am changing and I am feeling like that. And so- how on earth can I live to 90 and 100 and actually say that with an honest you know, face that I want you next to me and then at the same time dismiss any emotion you may have over the things that I'm changing? I've never known anybody as well as I know you for sure, but I'm not even sure I've ever met anybody whose life changed as dramatically over the course of their marriage than you. So you go from housewife to very successful entrepreneur, able to run divisions of companies. I mean, it's really, really an incredible transformation. But that level of change caused massive disruption in mm. our marriage. And so how did we get to the other side? Well, so for me, it's always, I love the analogy of tennis, where it's like you got a choice. Are you on the opposite side of the core and we're hitting the ball back and forward, but ultimately one of you has to win? Or are you next to me and we're teammates and if I miss the ball, you got my back and if I miss the ball, I got your back. And we are both playing to win the same game and the same thing together. And at the end of the day, we're both standing on the, the podium together, holding that cup together. And so I just go to, I've chosen a game of doubles. Okay, so if I've chosen a game of doubles, what does that look like? If you want someone, which I do, to be there when you're weak, you have to be honest about where you're weak. If you want somebody to help you on a journey, because to me, it is the partnership. So if I'm changing and evolving and no longer want to be a stay-at-home wife, finding it miserable, literally bored out of my nut, and the last thing I wanted was to, <laughs> was to put clothes out for you and take care of you anymore. And the hard thing was, I didn't want you to think that meant I didn't love you anymore. Mm. And so I- Especially because, and this is interesting, we've never articulated this out loud, you would use that as an example of showing me that you love me. So it really was mm. a part of how you expressed your love for me was to support me in that way and to do those things. So now it wouldn't have been a misunderstanding for me to take that as an act of love, which of course Ooh. I did. So now you've been giving me this gift for years. I take it as an act of love. We integrate it into the narrative that we tell about our relationship to other people. Like I would call you the CEO of Billu Industries, which meant that you were facilitating my work career. And so all of those things gave you the ability to express love, made me feel loved, mm -hmm. but now don't work anymore. At least on one side, it still worked for me. Yeah. That's true. Um, it really goes to how we even discuss business. So even with our emotions, even with us changing everything that we do in business or personal, it's like, what's the goal? And how do I get there? And what's going to serve me in order to get there? So the goal was for me to change my life, to break out of the mundane. You were consciously thinking that. 
once it started to hit me, so once we started Quest and I was still in Quest to help of supporting my husband. How long were you unhappy before you changed? I mean, when I look back, eight years. Whoa, really? Putting, it wasn't my dream to put out clothes for you and cook for you. So when I say unhappy, it's not like I was profoundly unhappy and crying every day by myself. No, but that was essentially was, the whole time. That's not yeah. like, oh, for three or four years, I was fine. That, no. that lasted eight years. Yeah. So the whole time It you were just unhappy. got perpetually worse mm. where it's like, I can self-soothe, I can self-soothe. And then by the end, I just couldn't. And so I just looked and I was like, okay, I'm loving Quest. I'm loving all this change that I'm doing. I don't want to do the housewife stuff anymore. And so when I, I know my personality is to just be almost like dismissive, not meaning to, but just be like, well, I'm not doing that anymore. And like, let me do more and more of this. Not thinking about how that would actually affect you or our relationship. And so I, you think about the goal. What is the goal? I don't want to cook and clean for you anymore, but my goal is still to be extremely happily married. My goal is to now find myself, if you will. And so in that thinking, I was like, okay, well, if this is a tennis match and we're on the same side, how do I articulate to him where my weak strokes are and he can come and help me instead of thinking like I can do it all by myself? And so inviting you in and saying, I love learning about myself, the stuff that I'm doing at Quest, like I'm really growing into who I want, but I, I have a problem can you help me solve this problem? I don't want to. What did you see as the problem? That I couldn't do both. I didn't want to do both. I didn't want to work and be a stay-at-home wife or be a supportive wife. And like, I, I just didn't. I wanted to go all in on myself and all in on learning and building with you and finding out who I am and what I'm capable of. And so I think that in that process, I just said, I don't want to cook and clean anymore. Like it. It is making me so unhappy. And because it took me eight years to even allow myself to think that. Because I didn't. When I now say in hindsight I was up, um, miserable for eight years. But in the time I didn't. I was self-soothing the entire time. You're going to have to define that for people. Self-soothing. Yeah. Every time you feel like, what am I doing with my life? I distract myself. Distract yourself or tell yourself a story about, I'm helping my husband and that matters to Both. me. Both. So self-soothing emotionally Because what is, did you do? You didn't like turn to food, drugs or anything like that, so. No, I didn't turn to that, but I definitely, um, so emotionally self-soothe, it's for the bigger cause, it's for the bigger vision, it's been new enterprises, I, I'm, you know, I have to stick out my end of the bargain. Um, and then the other thing was, distract myself in every way, shape, or form. So if you say food, food was a distraction for me. Counting calories, being mm. obsessive on the treadmill, how many calories have I burned? Um, that was extremely unhealthy for my mindset. So I did everything I could to distract myself. You know, I would cook 30 burgers for you because you were like, you know, lifting. And so I would distract myself with menial, like menial tasks every day, all day, every day. Um, so when I started and realized I wanted to change, and I was loving developing myself, I knew that I couldn't and didn't want to do it alone. And this comes back to, again, you either bring them in to be a helpful source or you push them away and say, I can do this by myself. But it never 
don't, it never seemed the right answer to be like, this is who I am now and now you have to accept it. It's like, I want to be married to you, babe, for the rest of my fucking life, to the day I die, to the day I take my final last breath, hopefully 90, 100 years old. So if that's going to so young, bro. I know, right? But if that's actually going to freaking happen, you have to navigate the changes in life. I'm, I am changing and I am feeling like that. And so how on earth can I live to 90 and 100 and actually say that with an honest you know, face that I want you next to me. And then at the same time, dismiss any emotion you may have over the things that I'm changing. And so bringing you into the thing seemed like the most, um, to be honest, it felt more supportive. It's like, oh, he can support me in this. But I had to be very aware and really respectful to the fact that my change is going to impact you. How did you think about it not being an ultimatum though? Like if you knew, and maybe you didn't, but I assume you knew deep in your heart that this is a one-way street. I'm not going back. And I guess it's important to note that at this time, it was years of you supporting me and showing love one of the ways through all of that sort of facilitating my life, not doing it, and we couldn't afford to get help, which meant if you know, my clothes were gonna be made, washed, put out, folded, whatever. Now I was gonna have to do what I was doing already plus all of those things for myself because mm -hmm. we couldn't afford to have somebody else to do it for us. So it's not like this was inconsequential and now it's just, oh, well, somebody else is doing it. It was adding hours worth of work to my life, certainly weekly and in some cases daily. Um, so you know you're not going back. It has a meaningful impact on my life negatively how did you, like, what was that thing? Were you just looking for a solution? Like, I know there's an answer here and I just have to, we have to stay in dialogue long enough to find it or? It was all stumbling through it, but it really was like, how would I feel if you just changed your pitch up on me? Like literally, right? It was, I wanted four children and here I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to clean for you anymore. And at that time we still thought we were going to have kids, but it wasn't a, um, like an all or nothing, but it was, I'm changing and um, I need your help and your support here. And I don't think I can do it alone. You know what, honestly, like if I really think about what made that time tough, it was also that as, as you got better at things and found like your um, strength in a new area, it was changing your personality. Mm. And that's actually really interesting to think through. I would love to talk about that, actually. So just to kind of to wrap up the question of how I handled it, I knew, I just put myself in your shoes. How would I feel if we had made all these discussions about our future and what we were going to do, and now I'm completely changing it? It's like I wouldn't want someone to be dismissive over the fact that you're changing the plans. I wouldn't want you to be dismissive over the thing that I have gotten to love to, right? Like you love the fact that I was just taking care of you and you didn't have to think about it. So I just approached it like, okay, show him the respect that I acknowledge that I'm, I'm the one changing, acknowledge that I understand I'm causing more difficulty in essence to your life. So don't be dismissive over that. But then also acknowledge going back to the very the first thing that you started with, with, you know, love, that love isn't enough, but you need love. It's just like, you love me. And so if you love me, what does that mean? You want what's best for me. You want me to be happy. Now, if the partner doesn't want you to be happy, that's a whole other thing. Mm. But if you truly do want me to be happy, 
And babe, this is what's going to make me happy. I need to say those words. I need to start expressing to you how unhappy I was because I didn't do that. I was like holding it all in. I wasn't telling you how miserable I was. So going, okay, I need to articulate that to you. And as I was articulating, the last thing was, I need to give you the grace to feel like this isn't a great thing for you and give you the grace to be like, I have to mourn, quote unquote, the wife you used to be and then the wife that you're kind of letting go of. And I respected that so much because I would want you to do the same for me. If let's say all of a sudden I married someone that's extremely ambitious, wants to build businesses. But if you turn to me tomorrow, babe, and you're like, you know what? I'm freaking tired of this shit. And I don't want to do anything. You know, I, I actually just want to live a life of utter um, gluttonous. Like I want to sit and eat ice cream and watch movies all day. And babe, that's what's going to make me happy. Like I would want to, be able to support that in you if you told me that's what made you happy but at the same time you are changing your pitch up on the type of person you are to giving you the grace and then allowing you to mourn it and then I joke about it but it's kind of like I'm, I was weaning you off the drugs or like weaning you off me being that type of wife and so we made this agreement I was like all right babe like what I'll do is I'll cook maybe five days a week and I won't cook on you know for two days and then for the next three days I'm going to put your clothes out for work but then I'm going to stop and then in a week I'm going to stop putting your gym clothes out um, so that you're able to make this transition and feel like you're a part of it and then the last thing I think I already said this but letting you know how happy I was like I feel so fulfilled by this oh my god I love my life I've never thought I would feel like this but I do and as a partner who truly loves someone even when it's worse for you isn't that what you want in your partner to be happy and so we really talked about it and you know we made the the deal that we would always articulate and would communicate throughout the entire process so that it there were no you know signs that we were missing or things like that yeah it was um look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It was one of those things as we were going through it, I was like, oh my God, this is how other people get themselves in trouble. And from my side of the um, coin, I was going to say from my side of the net, but that isn't... <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say it because you primed me for it, yeah. but... Um, you know, with that same idea of, okay, we're on the same team, we're on the same side here. And then I remember, because one of the harder things, like in retelling it, it's easy to focus on like the clothes and stuff. But to be honest, like that was a pretty, um, whatever, uh, you know, it's, you're sad to see it go. It was definitely a sort of love language thing. It was nice, but it wasn't like our marriage was built around, I go do these things and you take care of me. It, we had a very vibrant, emotional life a deep shared connection, a thriving sexual life. Like we had all those other things going for mm -hmm. us. And, you know, I had always considered you my equal. And so there was none of that like sort of 1950 shit. Like I don't want people to think this was a That's cook and true. clean yeah, thing. Yeah, no. It wasn't oh, that. We made this, literally, I want to just then state, we made this decision together. It was, you were going to, we both wanted to make movies. 
So you're going to go off. We heard about Steve Jobs. You're going to go off and work and focus on just that thing. You weren't going to make any other like smaller decisions about right. what we're going to eat, what who pays the bills, how do we pay it, where do we go for dinner, where am I getting the groceries for, like all of that. And so we sat down. It was a very like well laid plan originally, where it was like, all right, Billu Enterprises, you're going to go make the money. I'm going to be be president of Billu Homes, and I'm going to take care of this. And then in a year and a half. We're gonna make all our money. We're gonna go off and make movies. Like that was the plan. 18 months. 18, 18 months, months, baby. So it, that's where it started, and then that turned into eight years. So yeah, thank you for saying that. I don't want anyone to misinterpret that I was the 1950s wife. It was mm. absolutely. We had the goal. We had the strategy, and in that strategy, I got lost. I lost myself, and that is not on you. That is a hundred, one thousand percent on me, because I didn't speak up. I didn't ask myself what I wanted in life. And then finally, when I did, you were so beautifully receptive to me becoming the woman I wanted to be. And if you think love is just enough to get through that shit, like that was hard. That was a yeah, lot I, of hard I, work. I don't think we've even gotten to the part that was really hard. So the part that was really hard is when you're watching, you get into a dance with your partner where you act one kind of way, I act another kind of way, and so it works, right? And then as you were getting into business and having to toughen up, there was a tough side to you that began to come out. And I remember having to say to you, like, you're getting hard. And mm -hmm. I, and this is where it gets, where change gets interesting, right? Because you fall in love with somebody that you're really attracted to. You're attracted to them because they're a specific kind of way, whether it's they look a certain kind of way, they act a certain kind of way, all of it. And as that changes, then it's like, well, am I still attracted to this? Is this the kind of person that I would fall for? And so it's this really interesting dance of, okay, I've gotten together with you. You're becoming somebody that I don't think I would have married in the first place, but we're already in this. We've shared a life. My big joy is I want to share this life with you. I'm, I'm essentially with my one life running an experiment, which is what does it look like to share a life with one person? And to me, that's the greatest joy of a human life is it's the one thing you can never make up, right? So part of the reason I always told you, don't ever worry that you're going to get old and you're going to age and one day you're not going to be young and hot because what this is for me is, is about sharing a life with somebody and all the good, the bad, and everything in between. And so you're changing. I'm, make, I'm running this experiment of you know, what does it look like if you stay together no matter what? Not no matter what, but within certain confines that probably is outside the scope of this discussion, unless we have 18 hours. <laughs> so you're changing, you're becoming something that in real time, I was like, I wouldn't have been drawn to this if you had had, had this sort of tough edge to you when we first got together, mm. which by the way, doesn't mean that you weren't, um, you were a very solid, stable, confident person. Like I need go no farther than say the crepes, you're either in or you're out. <laughs> uh, so I knew that within you, there was a deep well of resilience and intensity, but it just wasn't a day-to-day -day thing. And now it was becoming a day-to-day -day thing. For you to thrive in business, you really had to step up. And if people understood what like thrive in business is like this really abstract term, but in reality, it was like a bunch of gang members and you rising up like to run this, how many people are in your department? For, um, in the shipping department, there was 40. Yeah, I mean. And I think at least 20 of them were ex-convicts. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. People will never really understand what that I'm was like. I'm five foot one, just for people to give a. Yes, and you had very intimidating 
uh, physically intimidating employees and they had to take you seriously. Mm. So for you to become that kind of person, it's not just developing a big bark. It's about having so much skill at what you do and so much clarity and intensity that people just want to follow you, right? So this wasn't about you becoming a raving lunatic, but you were becoming so firm, so convicted, Mm. so hard that it was like, yo, where did my wife who had gentility and nurturing qualities and like all this softness, which helped balance all the intensity and hardness that I had to develop. So it was this wonderful yin yang of in business, I have to be ultra hard, but then I can come home to somebody who is soft and just a totally different vibe. Mm -hmm. And now we're both hard. And it to me is like the emotional equivalent. Have you ever seen two bodybuilders when they're together, like a male and female or male and male, it doesn't matter. But like two bodybuilders in a romantic relationship to me is unappealing. It's just hard on hard. It's muscle on muscle. I'm just like, what's happening here? Like there's no differential. And to me, some of the joy is that differential of the masculine and feminine. Um, And you love that about me. That was part of, I think, what you loved. And I was not losing it. I don't like to say losing it, but I was... um, You had developed a new gear mm. and you were permanently in that gear. Yeah. I have a question if your spouse or business partner is deceiving you. If someone really has your best interest at heart. Or if you're safe with them. I want to teach you the real life skills that US Secret Service agents use to see through lies and better understand people. In my new class, Becoming Bulletproof, how to read people and detect deception. To sign up, go to bulletproof.impacttheory.com. So as you're going through that transition, the thing for me to fall back on was same as you, I'm in this forever. So now I'm only looking for ways to make it work. I'm not looking for the exit ramp. Mm -hmm. And that's been a big thing. One thing Mm -hmm. I think that people need to know about us is we don't even say the D word. Oh, it's like Voldemort. You don't say it in our house. Yeah. So the D word being divorce doesn't get people. But the funny thing, I wasn't even going to say it. Like that's how much, no, 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 I think it's good. But like, that's how much energy Mm. I put around that word. I don't talk about it. I whispered it as well. Wise. I don't talk about it. I don't joke about it. And so going through that, I'm like, okay, I'm totally committed to this, but I need to find a way to like connect to it and feel good about it. And the big thing for me, and I think this is like the key for people when it comes to change, is I have a rule in my life that I only elevate those around me. And so I'm like, never more so than with my wife. If I'm trying to elevate you, do I not want you to become the most powerful person that excites you, that you learn everything you've ever wanted to learn? Is that not exactly what I want for you? And the answer is yes. So then I'm like, okay, now we have to find a way to connect to this, find out how we avoid the sort of muscle on muscle vibe and, you know, really like find that rhythm. But just being able to say, I want, I want you to become whoever you want to become in order to be proud. And I want you to feel that you've become as powerful as you want to become. And it was interesting. Then it sort of unlocks something and... It wasn't anymore about keeping you the same. Mm. It was about, all right, well, let's go on this ride together. And then obviously communicating a lot about it. And then I hope, because functionally what happened is you now have multiple gears. Because there are times where you're just the soppy, 
super genteel, ultra nurturing, like let me do something sweet in that way for you. And I love it. And the thing is, I actually, like in hindsight, 100%, like I'm so grateful to you for pointing that out to me. Which thing? That I was hardening and that it may not eventually be good for our relationship because I like it. Like I actually genuinely like feeling, um, maybe soft is the right word and I don't know why I'm caveating it because today's society, you know, people just like, that's the meaning to women. It's like, no, actually I do like being soft around you. I like being a big ball of cuddliness. Um, I love that. And I think I was so driven about what I was doing and the change I was making within myself. I think I put it aside, not realizing how important it was for me to be that way. And so now it's because of that, you you brought it to my attention and I'm very aware of it. And I'm like, oh, I actually feel good about being a, um, you know, ball of mush sometimes that now I, I I have worked on how I pivot from being your business partner that if we disagree, I'm not going to back down. We're going to have that, you know, debate or at least that, you know, maybe heated discussion about the subject because as your business partner, I owe it to you to not be weak and I owe it to you to stand my ground if I believe in something and you owe it to me to stand your ground and for us to go through it and find the best answer for the both of us and for the company. And so I have to be strong because you're very intense and you're very passionate and you're very articulate. And so when you feel passionately about something and you become intense, sometimes it's easier just to back down. Mm. But as your business partner, I need to be strong. It is something I value in myself. I do it for my own sake, not even for your sake, but I do do it for my sake. And then the other side of it is, is that I do want to be that like mushy wife. And so how do I transition from one to the other? How do I make sure that I don't stay in one gear, that I am able to shift multiple gears? And that just became, okay, what tools do I know that I have to my, um, accessible to me? Because it's on me to learn how to do that. I can't turn to you. Not that I can't. I, I I think it's a detriment to myself to turn to you to make me feel either mushy or hard. It has to be within me. And so for me, it absolutely, I think I just told you this a couple of weeks ago that I did this. I found myself really long day, very hard day. I felt myself really strong. And I was like, I just want a big cuddle from you, but I don't feel like I want a big cuddle. Like I'm, I'm, I'm tense. And so I was like, what do I know? Okay, go into my tool belt. So my tool belt is clothes, makeup, hair, jewelry, music, all of these things to make me feel a certain way. And so that's my tool, tool belt. If I, want, really if I want confidence, people are like, oh my God, you're so confident. No, 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 no. I go into my tool belt and I go, how do I build my confidence in this meeting? How do I build my confidence in front of this photographer? And so I choose certain things to make me feel a certain way. And so with you, a couple of weeks ago, I'd had such a hard day. I wanted the cuddle, but I didn't really want it, but I knew it was good for me. So I went up to our bedroom. I took off all my clothes, all of my jewelry. I put on my big flannel Wonder Woman pants, my pajama bottoms. I put on like a loose top. I tied my hair back. I took my makeup off. I put on my robe. And then literally I just felt differently. Mm. And I came up to you and I gave you a big hug. And I just, I was able to make that transition from one to the other. But that takes a lot of freaking attention, practice. 